Legends of Iron. I'm John Anderson. Meet my co-host, Nick Best, and Akeem Williams. We're going to have some amazing guests on the show. Buckle up tight, because we're going to be talking about the shit you're not supposed to be talking about. We're going to be discussing anything and everything it takes to become a legend of iron. Legends of Iron is brought to you by MuscleMix. MuscleMix is the creator of Carnival Pure Beef Protein Isaac. Beef builds muscle and Carnivore is the world's number one selling beef protein. Welcome to another edition of Legends of Iron. With me always my partners in crime, Nick Best and Hawkins Williams. We've also got... Our producer with us, the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain, the one who makes it all work, Ben Bowman, my brother. Oh, Welcome yeah. to the show as well. How's everybody doing today? Nick, Ock, everybody rocking? Good? Good. Yeah, we're doing great, doing great. I'm uh, well, good uh, ground. Well, I'm that's actually, okay. Uh, Akeem, how was your day-to-day? Like, because like, just from social media, we saw a lot of stuff. Yeah, man, I'm actually, I'm actually full steam ahead. I'm back strong, started lifting heavy again, you know. You know, and the shoulders is feeling sure. great, so nothing but blessings, man. I can't complain at all. Right on. Right on. Isn't it crazy when we're in a position where when, you know, we trained, we've trained for so many years and we've done it for mm-hmm. so long consistently. When something comes along and takes us away from that, mm-hmm. isn't that kind of shocking how you realize, oh, my God, what a, what a, a major piece of life it is? I mean, oh. does it feel like you're does it feel like you're complete again? <laughs> Man, <laughs> you know? it, yes, yes, exactly. And I, I got to the point where I, I mean, people might not like they look at me and like, oh, what the hell is he talking about? Like, you didn't get that small, like you know. But I remember waking up and after the surgery, maybe like a month after, especially when I got cleared to start back training, I would just stop, just like how you you, you sit in your thinking chair. And you try to like figure out different like you know problems and stuff like that. I would just stop. I would use a mirror, and I would look mm-hmm. at the mirror and look at like the, like my shoulders, look at my chest, look at my triceps and stuff like that. And I'm like, how am I getting this back? Like I, I before I would never have second thought to me like you know when I was training and every day like I would just take it all for granted. And then mm-hmm. going through the yeah. shoulder surgery and getting the shoulder surgery repaired and everything like that, getting the shoulders repaired, <laughs> and I would look at those body parts and I'm like. How am I getting those body parts back? Like, how am I gonna like? How do I have what it takes to get me back to where I was at, where I was before? Basically, mm-hmm. I think that was that, that was one of the biggest challenges for me, like to try to just visualize what I see myself as before. And can I get back to that point? Yeah, we are, <clears throat> It's crazy. Sometimes a little bit of forced rest, you know, especially mm-hmm. as we get older, actually works a lot better than we want to give it credit for. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I know, granted my fifties, Nick, I'm sure you can attest to this. <laughs> sometimes, you know, it's like I'll, I'll overtrain, get myself overtrained because I know I'm going to travel and it's just, I figure I just need a few days rest mm-hmm. and I'll get back and I'm like, holy shit, I need to do that more often. You know, mm-hmm. like taking three days or four days in a row off, they're planned, but mm-hmm. it's like you bounce back so much harder. Did you notice that too? Once you hit the throttle and we're able to, it's almost like you went, shooting back where you were then some even a little bit forward I, I think it was more like nervous man i was nervous to do a lot of the weights like i remember mm. i would go like the last right before i stopped i think i got up to like 200 pound dumbbells and when i started back i had to start off like 20 pound dumbbells yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so the start back looking, was real 
Exactly. Me, me even like fast forwarding a couple months in and like training and getting more comfortable looking at like weights. Like I, I, this week, uh, this Monday, I just hit like 150s again. And even like you could ask my training partner looking at that weight and picking it up. I had it on my lap for like a good two, three minutes before I even David like think about doing it because I had to like mentally like get yeah. back in that mindset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do that kind of weight again. Yeah. So it's real, man. It's kind oh, of like I, I bet you you're going to go shooting right past. You're probably going to go shooting right past where you were, brother. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. What were you saying, brother? No, it's probably one of the biggest things coming back from injuries and surgeries mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff like that is you 100% have to have your head in what you're doing at, at all times when you're starting mm-hmm. to get back towards where you were. You have to. Yeah. There is no, well, I'm just going to do this today. It, because yeah, yeah. The, last, the last thing you want to do is go back and start mm-hmm. all over again from square one with rehab and surgery and everything else. So you, mm-hmm. the, the, the trick is, is pu- figuring out how to moderately push it to mm-hmm. progress and yet still mm-hmm. get enough uh, stimulus in there and stuff like that without getting hurt again. And yeah. that's, it's a slow methodical process that most people, mm-hmm. you know, they want to get right back to it. It's like, you, you, yeah. gotta, you have to be patient. It's a discipline. It's, There's a progression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. It's like you you can't just say, oh, I feel good. I can do a little bit more. It's not right. ready yet. Yeah. But when yeah. you get to that upper Nick part to do pull-ups of it, again. Oh, my God. I took that two years. <laughs> yeah. But I can do them now. I can do pull-ups yeah. again. Finally. It took literally nearly two years for me to be able to do pull-ups. And yeah. now I can finally do pull-ups again. I'm not yeah. afraid of it. I was still, yeah. up till the last trip Ben came out here, I was still afraid to try to do pull-ups without a band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I can do them without a band. And it's like... It's a, it's a very humbling experience, right? Oh, yeah. All the way around. <laughs> you know, there's something about that. I mean, I brother, I didn't rip my lat like you did, but I've torn both my lats of small, just small. But mm-hmm. you can clearly see pieces are gone from pull-ups, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, God damn, every time I get in there, I don't have a band. I realize it's just it's one, you know, because it happens and you don't even fucking know it's going to happen. Oh, bam, there goes a little piece like, son of a bitch, you know? Mm-hmm. And so – there's certain movements that you know that you're oh that I know like pull up is one for me too, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it is it's a rebuilding confidence, and so you're you're on the right track, Ock. Let's go, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. One fifties already. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that, that, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Some people it can hope one day that they can even hit the hundreds, and Akeem Oyer just pushing one fifties as a one fifties. But that's when you know you're an absolute freak of nature. I mean, yes. you, you heal better, but you also know your regimen, you know your body, you know how things work. Yeah, You got yeah. it down. And that's mm-hmm. – so, yeah, I mean, it's normal for you. Kind of like the Dog. upper end for normal people. So since you're back training again, obviously clearly, clearly focused on getting back on stage. What, what are your thoughts on uh, – the Olympia and competitor list this year in terms of like last year, there was just a shitload this yeah. year. They're thinning that down a little bit. What are your thoughts there? I mean, that's you answering this question is cool because you know, you're right in the heart of all this, you know? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if, if anybody like listen to this podcast, they would know that last year and the previous years before that you didn't have to win a show to get qualified for the Miss Olympia. Mm-hmm. There was a, a, a system in place where you would go off of points. So the top three, uh, bodybuilders with the most amount of points would automatically get a qualification to the Olympia. Fast forward 2023, they changed the rules where 
you only get qualified for the Miss Olympia by winning the show. So that cuts down the list of amount of competitors that they're going to have. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a, a lot harder, actually. More elite. If, exactly. Because if you have multiple guys winning shows and keep competing, then that takes away from the competitors that's going to like basically win shows and get to the Miss Olympia. Mm-hmm. So like if yeah. uh, a competitor like uh, Nathan Asher, he already qualified for the Miss Olympia, but he kept on competing and he won two shows right after that. So he kind of like took away from somebody getting to the Miss Olympia. So even uh, Hunter Labrada tried to do it. And even Andrew Jack tried to do it. So these guys are doing more than one shows and they're taking away from that uh, competitive list that's going to qualify for Miss Olympia. So like, it's, like Ben said, it makes it a, a lot more elite because now the qualifications have changed. Do I agree with it? Not really. I don't. I like. I like the point system because just because you didn't win a show doesn't mean you're not gonna do what I did, Miss Olympia. I remember yeah. in 2018, I didn't win a show. I played second in every show that I did, and I went to the Miss Olympia. And all the guys that won shows and all the guys that beat me at shows, I beat them at the Miss Olympia. So that that's proof right there that just because you didn't win a show doesn't mean you're not gonna do well at the Miss Olympia. Yeah. So, very you true. A Sunday like that, on like just like football, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, especially bodybuilding, because goddamn, I mean, it can be just just the slightest little change hours before that makes mm-hmm. all the difference, and that's mm-hmm. that's half of the art of bodybuilding is knowing exactly how to make that little twist mm-hmm. and and show just right, you know. Yeah. And with the Olympia yeah. being in Florida this year, not in Vegas, what, uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts on that? Nick, 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 and Nick, don't take it personal, but he I, loved like, it. The, he loved I, I it. like I love Olympia in Florida better, man. <laughs> it's oh, closer man. to home. <laughs> yeah, one, I'd rather have John, it here. John's actually absolutely right. It's a lot. It's a lot uh, less time flying because mm-hmm. you know, for me, Florida is like what three hours away, three four hours away from flying. Vegas is like six seven. Mm-hmm. So I like six, that seven. Part. Yeah, it's a four hour and a half hour flight, five hour flight. Yeah, but you, 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 you know, there's never no straight flights. It's, it's always connecting. Straight flight. <laughs> no? Oh, there's no straight flights. No. There's last no straight flights. Last last time I went to Vegas, it took me about six hours. Oh my! Depending God. on where you're flying from, Nick. Like yeah, from yeah. Vegas, there's a direct flight everywhere. Where mm-hmm. Ox coming from, there's not a. Right. He's got to take a hop flight someplace. Yeah, and there's yeah. going to be a two two hour fucking layover. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the goddamn oh. three hour flight. Yeah, we you know, went to Myrtle Beach last year. It was it was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I always get a direct flight to Florida. You know, two hours away, I get a direct flight to Florida. And, right. I mean, nothing against Vegas, but the the, the, the Olympia in uh, December in Vegas, it was pretty cold, man. Yeah. I, right. remember, I, remember, I remember us being backstage, and I'm not, like, saying anything bad about the Olympia and the whole Olympia production, but it was a little bit shitty. Like, they had us backstage in, like, open air basically like outside in a, in a way oh like, it was all open so it was really cold chilly. Yeah. yeah very chilly that day you know and a lot of competitors complained about that we didn't like that at all because here you are you know you, your body fat's low you know you're depleted <laughs> and everything like that and yeah, the wind's cutting <laughs> exactly. you're not staying yeah. warm that's for sure. exactly exactly yeah, yeah. So I thought, when you I mean, try to stay just staying warm, you're going to show better too. You know your yeah. veins. Well, be, I mean, your veins are like a radiator; they come to the surface when you're hot. When you're cold, mm-hmm. those fuckers go inside. Yeah, yeah. it's like de-swelling everybody. It's like it's it's like your it's like your nutsack. When it's cold, they go up tight. When it's warm, they drop down low. Yeah. So that 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 was a little bit frustrating, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was definitely frustrating because I, you know, for some reason, I never been to Las Vegas in the in that that December month. Yeah. I didn't realize how cold it could get actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully they bring it back to Vegas, but they bring it back in the summer months because usually that's usually right at the beginning well, of the end of summer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. September, yeah. 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 Which and that's a beautiful is, month September in Vegas. Is, mm-hmm. It's 90, 91 degrees in the garage right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, okay. it's yeah. October. So, yeah, yeah it's been mm-hmm. great. Well, yeah. One of the big questions that I'm wondering, Akeem, is what are your thoughts on Rami not competing this year? I, I, I kind of saw that coming because I think. For the first time in Olympia history, he was one of the first Olympians that slipped all the way from first to fifth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it was that, a big drop. Usually, exactly. That usually don't happen. So I, I think that probably mentally, like, kind of messed with him. And mentally, if, if, if you know, you know, you're feeling like somewhere in your heart that, you know, it's, it's best to sit it down. If you're not going to give it to 100%, you know, it's best right. to sit it down. And he, pro- he probably came to that conclusion that maybe he needs a little bit of break, he needs a little bit of time off. Do you back. think some of the judging's changed as opposed to they're they're switching gears to a, a little bit harder look and a little bit little bit more symmetry? That could be. That could be also that could probably be one of the one of the criteria right now, too. Instead of just the well, biggest mass monster on stage? Yeah, yeah. Well, another thing too, you know, is granted it's there's a certain, you know, there's a certain element of a body gets tired you know mr olympia mm-hmm. for two years he had a lot of shit going on yeah, traveling yeah, yeah. and doing this and doing that yeah. and it's yeah. like if your body's not properly rested it's not going to have that look that it needs to win another olympia i mean you see it happens a lot of guys they get run a little too thin and it wrecks their look i, I mean you it, could speak of that yeah 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 of course and i mean to his fans and everybody i know he'll definitely be missed because he right. has an amazing presence on, on that Olympia stage. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of his fans and everything like that will definitely miss that. So sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to take a step back to make some steps forward. And I think probably right. that's what he's doing right now, you know, regrouping and coming back. So I wish him nothing but the best of luck. And I know he will probably be missed on that Olympia stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, he's mm-hmm. big as a house for sure. And, and yeah. you know, he's always fun to watch, mm-hmm. you know, but. I guess in the bottom line, is, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he had talked about wanting to retire by a certain age. And I want to say that age is probably right about now anyway. Yeah. Well, he said, what, three years or like a certain yeah, amount of, you know, like I said. I what did he say, 37? Didn't he say 37? Or maybe I'm just remembering a, a number wrong. No, I, I think he's over 37 already. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I think we're, me and him are right around the same age because I just turned 39. So I think we are on the same age, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm kind of on that same path, path too. Like, I, I think I give myself another three or four years and now I want to go off into the sunset. You know, I don't want to be 45, 46 doing this still, man. I think at a certain point you have to, you know, 54. realize realize that <laughs> you know the, the body when you hit a certain age your body don't respond the same way man it's a lot harder to do certain things you know yeah okay. and i think that's that's kind of it but the question is 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 rami to that point where his body's kind of not responding the way it used to you know yeah. some guys some guys as they get older they they seem to get better and some guys don't it's it's so yeah. individualized mm-hmm. you know i mean I, I i've seen recent uh pictures and stuff of him and he looks massive still so as far as size, you know, I don't think he's, <laughs> I don't think that's going anywhere. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, right on. So what was the tell, what was this whole thing with uh, this video with uh, Brian Shaw with this massive dumbbell? <laughs> yeah, so I, I happened to come across a video. Where I, I'm not sure who the other gentleman is, but was Brian Joel Shaw Dirks? Okay, he, he yeah. went with Joel Dirks. Yeah. Okay. Joel's he, got he like an incredible grip. He really does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, it, was, one of, he was one of the first ones to actually move that dumbbell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. He actually started getting it off the ground. So, and nobody's done that yet. So that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, how much how much would you say that dumbbell weighs? I, you know what? I wish I could tell you because I didn't read the caption on it. I saw it and like kind of looked at it for a little while. Um, I, it's got to be over two thirty because I know he can pick up a two hundred and thirty pound dumbbell. I mean, I, so I, I, listen, it's, there it's, there are some two, there are some two fifties at my gym. They call them the Ronnie Coleman's. Right. And I've, I've, I've picked. I have. I mean, I, I'm not. I've, I've got one hand. I've picked picking those pick those up before. So right, I know they, they weigh over. They gotta be, Okay, so that's the, the difference. It's a two-inch handle. The handles, you. you know, the yeah, handles like this. You, yeah, you, yeah. That's the whole thing. You can't lock your mm -hmm. hand around it. So, I mean, people that I think might be able to do that, I, I, I'm sure if Joel and Brian struggle with it, then you got Felix, who's got such long hands. He can get his hand all the way around the thing. Yeah. I mean, that's how long his fingers are. And when I shook his, his hand, hand last year, it's Ooh. like it's yeah. like you feel those fingers back up here when you yeah. shake his hand, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the only person I know of that might have had bigger hands is uh, Angus McCaskill, and I mean that guy was a, a non-pathological giant. He was seven foot eight and five hundred pounds, and his. Well, you think we got to put Phil in that and Phil Fister in that in that school yeah. of big hands too. You know? Big hands, yes, but Phil and Phil's got a great grip. I mean, he did great on the Hercules hold at World's Strongest Man. But I still, I, I, we haven't really seen Phil try to grab anything that's two inches. And yeah, no, no, he's not a ground. grip expert by any means. Right. I totally so, agree with that. We're just so, just on that on that banana hands thing. He's definitely in the running now. So <laughs> yeah. let, let me ask you a question, Nick. Back yeah. back uh, a while ago, Jay Cutler came out with these grips called fat grips. I'm not sure if you ever heard of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been around for a long time, actually. Yeah, I got so, me up here. So the whole concept is basically taking your form out of that movement, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's for grip. I mean, you're, you're trying to squeeze things as you go. Yeah, so it's okay. trying to actually make your grip better. So now when you have a big dumbbell with big grips like that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Does the form play a big part in terms of how strong your forearms is to actually move that weight? It, it comes down to the crushing strength of your hand. Okay. Not necessarily forearm strength. It's going to be no matter what you do, grip strength. It's forearm strength. Okay. But it's going to yeah. be crushing strength as opposed to like holding strength. Okay. So there's two different things. I have ungodly good holding strength. I have mm -hmm. no idea why. Mm -hmm. My crushing strength isn't bad. It, at the mm -hmm. Shaw, they had that dumbbell medley too. I picked the 210. I almost got it off the ground, but I yanked the 190 right off the ground. I got okay. it up to waist height and everything else. So that was that was kind of neat because the Thomas Inch is one seventy two, and I haven't trained any grip for a while. No, those dumbbells that Mark Henry had, how heavy yeah. are those dumbbells? How heavy are those dumbbells? I think that one's like two fifty. Okay. Because to my knowledge, he's the only one that actually pick it up and take it out of the box. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> 
And so just for, for viewers, for grip strength, there's three different types. There's pinch, which is here. Mm-hmm. Then there's grip, which is your crushing, where you're, you're crushing. And then there's support, which is like Nick's really good at holding something like a farmer's walk for a long time or a Hercules hold. There's three different types of yeah. uh, grip strength. And in and, and this one, that big dumbbell, it's crushed because you got to be able to squeeze that big handle to get it off the ground. I mean, granted, all three play a part to some extent. Correct. But those are it's the three the types. Size of, and the way it's built. Yeah. The way, the way my hands are built when I grab the farmers, mm-hmm. I, I can just hold on to it. It just, yeah. the yeah. way my fingers lock into it, it just, I can hold on to it. Also, too, and, Nick's using 100 pound plates and just holding them with his fingertips. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know that, that, that plays He'll sit there and hold it too. for like a whole minute, like, like, all right, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that's got a little bit to do with it as well. Um, but, and uh, this dumbbell, we're, we're talking about real quick. This dumbbell, we're talking about a handful of people. You're that they could probably what five, six, seven on the planet that could lift that thing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah if that, mm-hmm. if that. I mean, well, maybe the percentage one. is very low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One out of eight billion. Two out of eight billion. Yeah. That's about wow. it. It's, that's that, yeah, that's it's impressive, kind of, man. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It really is. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. What were you saying, Ben? Well, I was saying uh, Nick was actually present at the retirement and at the victory mm-hmm. of Brian Shaw for the strongest man on earth. You know what I'm saying? He got front yeah. row seats. He was actually working the event. So, you yeah. know, like, um, you know, it's crazy because, like, the, it used to just be the Shaw Classic, and now it's the strongest mm-hmm. man on earth, Shaw Classic. Yeah, <laughs> it is, and it, that was, it was a neat way to see Brian go out. I mean, it really was. It was. Yeah. I mean, just all the way around the innovation on the events, bringing the, uh, just the showmanship and the spectacle of the sport back with some of the events. That the car leg press. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's over eighteen hundred pounds, and you're doing that for reps. Yeah. It, you know what's what's even most impressive all what you're talking gonna, about what what yeah. really is crazy is that how Brian has grown the size of the crowd of yeah. that show. Holy mm-hmm. shit. I mean, mm-hmm. he filled that goddamn arena up. He sold you don't it out, see yeah. that for you don't see that for fucking strong men in the USA. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Uh, you can me? Yep. Yeah, he sold it out. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, how many then, people were there? What was sold? I mean, it was like over 5,000 over 5,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow! And yeah, all the VIP seats around the fronts and stuff. Yeah, but those wow. are. I mean, he's that contest is like crushing on all levels: innovation, mm-hmm. best competitors. You know, I mean, it's, but that's just and kind of Expo. Brian. You know, he he Expo too. Well, I mean, the Expo Brian is does nuts. something. He does it everything. You know, he's going to yeah, do it everything at every angle. He does. Know? He's a hundred percent in. When Brian focuses on something and wants to be good at it, he is the best at it he'll find a way he innovates because some things that expo he did they had people buy booths at the expo that sold more than they sold at the arnold oh wow you're shitting say that again wow they had people buy booths there that sold more stuff there than they did at the arnold almost all the vendors sold out of everything that they Mm came oh wow i mean the crowd that came to that spent money it was pretty amazing yes because these bigger shows like the arnold and olympia Everybody, it's it's nowadays the people that come to these these expos. They buy the tickets, whatever they spend. I have no idea what these tickets cost, but mm-hmm. they think, okay, now I have to go recover that money in this fucking expo. Free shit. That's all. You know, it's to where an expo like at the at Brian's show, they're coming to support and have fun and spend money. 
You know, it's like mm-hmm. they're going to an event. You know, it's it's a t- almost a different mindset than going to just an I, expo I, by itself. I, I think, you know I think I mean? it, it also says a lot about the culture in terms mm-hmm. of yeah. the people that uh, gravitated towards the showman and stuff like that. I think, mm-hmm. like, yeah. from my experience with just, you know, Nick and John, showman in, in, in general has a better bond. It's more camaraderie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I think yeah. that sure. would also reflect the, the, the type of fans that shows up yeah. to the event also. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, and it's new and it's neat. And I mean, like, they all the speakers they had. I mean, Ed Cohen, Brian spoke, Robert spoke, Eddie spoke, Jujumufu. I spoke, Jamufu spoke, and I got into kind of Jamufus, and Jamufus got a little bit into mine. So I mean, that, that was just so much fun, and just all the way around. I mean, it's, yeah. and we're having a good time, and we we're not being anybody else. We just go up there and we just be ourselves, and people yeah, ask yeah. us questions, and we we talk about our history a little bit. And then just like, hey, hit me with the questions. What do you want to know? Yeah. You know, and it, it the the return back that you get from the crowd, just an appreciation, is yeah. absolutely amazing. It, now it, I want to mention like that was a really supportive crowd. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. And imitation. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Nick ate twenty Taco Bell tacos on that trip. <laughs> oh mercy! <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, what, you know, yeah, it was mercy what, the next day. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in the same house with you after that. Uh, Well, someone was stuck in the Mini Cooper the whole way. (laughs) I used to, in college, I used to go to Taco Bell and I would buy 10 bean burritos and I'd eat them before my roommates got back to the room. And I would fucking blow that place up all night. They'd be so pissed off. They're like, what are you eating? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just didn't agree with my stomach. They never, they, they never agree with your stomach, man. Oh, man. Oh. I, I tell you what, though. Nothing's worse than Eddie eating his steak and broccoli and Ooh. eggs. Oh. You know, because the, the, the combination of the broccoli and the eggs it's a, yeah, just it's smell, yeah. Was, yeah, that's a good combo. That's a good was combo. was horrible, there. and he was just giving the worst gas. Oh, man, he just <laughs> let go, and you just, is this ever going to end? <laughs> and then he hotboxes. He, he'd lock the doors in the van. Yeah. So in the windows and stuff, it's like, dude, come on. So, but yeah, I I get it. I I understand that behavior. I do the same thing. You know? <laughs> 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 well, shit, guys, that was a fun little episode. You know. That yeah. being said, we we're rounding up. Uh, we're about to come close to the thirty minute mark. We want to keep this new variation of our show hot, fast, and fun. So that being said, everyone. Thank you for watching and listening. We've got another Legends of Iron coming at you, and uh, we will see you next time. Legends of Iron is brought to you by MuscleMix. Eating like a bodybuilder is not cheap. I mean, have you seen the recent cost of steaks lately? Thankfully, I'm able to get all my meals in and hit my macros for just a fraction of the price with Carnivore Lean Meal, MuscleMix's newest innovative whole food meal replacement. Compare Carnivore Lean Meal to a typical bodybuilding meal. Carnivore Lean Meal stacks up in protein and carbs with none of the fat, but a Carnivore Shake is only about $3 per meal. Get my six meal in. This is what I use right here. This is my meal number six. It's my Carnivore Lean Meal. It's a combination of carbs combined with protein. It's actually made from real sweet potatoes and white potatoes, so can't beat that. Tastes awesome. Love that product. And to top it all off, guys, it's lactose-free and sugar-free. Stop overpaying for your meals and eat clean with Carnival Lean Meal. It's better than any meal you can cook yourself at a fraction of the price.